Good morning, good morning. If you have your Bibles today, and I hope that you do, turn to Genesis chapter 3. All the way back to the very beginning of God's Word, Genesis chapter 3. I read a, a great story this week I thought was very interesting. It's a story of two little boys, and uh, they had discovered this uh, great stash of, of um, pecans, nuts, from the pecan tree in a cemetery. And uh, they had gathered them, and they were dividing them between each other. As they gathered them, a couple of them rolled down by the, the fence at the edge of the cemetery. And they were sitting there, and they were saying, one for you, one for me. One for you, one for me. The little boy was coming by on his bike. He didn't see them, but he heard them. One for you, one for me. He reasoned in his mind that this was God and Satan, and they were dividing the souls from the cemetery. One for you, one for me. So he took off down the road, and just a block or so away, he ran into an elderly gentleman who was shuffling along on his cane, and he said, you're not going to believe what I just heard. The older gentleman said, no, don't bother me. And he said, no, down the cemetery. God and Satan, they're dividing up the souls. The old man said, little boy, just go away. Don't bother me. And he kept shuffling toward the cemetery. Well, as he got close, the little boy rode up on his bike. And sure enough, he heard, one for you, one for me. He turned around looked at the little boy, and he said, could you be right? And so they got to the fence and the old wrought iron fence and the stone wall, and they were trying to ease and see if they could see God and Satan. One for you. One for me. About that time, one of the voices said, Hey, that's all. And they thought, Oh, man. They said, Now, let's get those two nuts down by the fence and we'll be done. <laughs> well, needless to say, it was three or four blocks before that little boy caught up with that old man. All right? Sometimes things aren't always what they seem. Sometimes things are different than they appear. And sometimes we can be deceived into believing that things are something that they are not. Oftentimes in life we are deceived by half-truths or deceptions or outright lies. And before we discover the truth and the reality of the situation, too much damage has already been done. Well, this morning I look into God's Word and I believe that we are in our world today listening to the same old lies, listening to the same old half-truths, uh, the deceptions, the, the innuendos, if you would, that Satan sends our way. And it all began all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 3, beginning of the very first verse, listen to what it says. Now, the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die. 
For God knows that in the day that you eat from, uh, eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I want to share with you this morning five lies that Satan has been telling us from the beginning of time that we have allowed to lure us, to detour us, to detract us, to head us down roads that we should not be going down. And I'm not just talking about the world. I'm talking about Christians, believers, and the church. We have been deceived by these lies that Satan tells. The first lie that he tells is this. You can't really trust the God of the Bible. His character is suspect. You can't really trust the God of the Bible. His character is suspect. He set out from the very beginning to discredit God. And it happens all the time. How many times have you heard people say something like this? Well, if God is really God and God really loves, then why do we have wars? You see, he's suspect. God of the Bible is suspect. His character. If he's really who he says he is, if he really loves like he says he does, then why do people have cancer? If he really is who he says he is, if he really loves like he, he says he loves, then why do children die? You see, they're questioning the character of God. It's a lie that we have been deceived with and lured away with from the very beginning. Satan has sought to discredit God, and he's tried to say one of two things. Either, either he's ignorant, and he doesn't know what he's talking about, or he's a liar. One of the two. And Satan has striven from the beginning of time to try to get man to believe that lie. He said, hey, listen, has God said that you shall not eat of any of the trees that are in the garden? He knew that wasn't what God said. But he was setting Eve up because he's the master of deception. He's the master manipulator. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. We can eat of all the trees in the garden, just the tree in the center of the garden. God says that we shouldn't touch it or eat it. If we do, we'll die. Oh, you don't really believe that, do you? He, he, he either is ignorant and doesn't know, or he's lying to you, Eve. Because if you eat of the tree, I promise you, you're really not going to die. You see, that's a lie that Satan has told from the beginning of time, and he continues to tell us that lie today. God's character is suspect. He really isn't the God that he says he is. He doesn't love the way that he says he loves. He doesn't care the way that he says he cares. And and he isn't as powerful as he says he is. So he's deceiving you. And we buy into that. Well, you know, if God has got why? If he's all-powerful, why? If he's all-loving, why? You know, if he's all-knowing, why? We question the character of God, the divine power of God, the, the, the very essence of who he is. We question that. We doubt and we wonder. And that's Satan telling his lie, deceiving us. Oh, 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 Eve, you are so mistaken. If you take of that tree and eat of that tree, you're not going to die. In fact, God knows. Hear what he said? He knows that in the day you eat of that tree, he's lying to you, Eve. 
He's deceiving you, Eve. He knows the reality, and the reality is you're not going to die. You're going to live. You're going to gain a new knowledge. You're going to be more intelligent than you've ever been before. God knows what's really going to happen, and thus He doesn't want you to eat of the tree. And we fall into that same trap. We fall into that same deception and that same lie in our world today. If God is who He says He is, then why do these things happen? Why do these things take place? And we question the character of God. Second lie is this. You can't really trust the Bible either. I mean, let's face it. If we say that God is the author of the Bible and you can't trust God, then you can't trust the Bible. I mean, there's all kinds of contradictions in there. I mean, if we go to read it, there are, are things in the Bible that, that just don't make sense. They're not rational. And, and so if we don't trust the one who wrote the Bible, then certainly we can't trust the Bible. I mean, after all, God says, if you eat of the tree, you're going to die. Satan says, you're not going to die. Who do we trust? I mean, which one's right, Right? So we translate it into our world today, and the Scripture says that God made them both male and female. He made them he made them male and female. And our world today says, oh, no, 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 no. We're not, not male and female. We're not made to be one or the other. You can choose. You, you can do whatever. You, you can be whichever one you want. In fact, you, cannot, you can choose not to have any gender at all if you want to. Which one do we trust? Do we trust the truths of God's Word? Or do we fall into the trap of the world, the deception that says, Satan says, oh, listen, you can't trust the Bible. It's not true. There, there are a lot of unclear things in there. There's a lot of gray area. There, there's a lot of area in, in God's Word that, that, listen, you can't put your trust in that. You can't live your life by that. You have to understand that, that there are other interpretations. There are other understandings. These things were written thousands of years ago by archaic people who didn't live in the enlightened society in the world in which we live today. And so you have to understand those things were just general guidelines to give us instruction, but they're not hard and fast rules because our world is ever-changing. Who do we trust? Who do we put our faith in? Who, who do we believe? Because we see it in our world, and we hear these things happening, and we just sit idly by and do nothing about it. We sit idly by and we don't challenge it. We don't say, wait a minute. The truth of God's Word says differently. The truth of God's Word says that, that this isn't... No, no, because listen, if you believe God's Word, then you have to be loving, you have to be kind, and you have to be tolerant, right? I mean, those are the things God's Word teaches. Good Christians, that's the way we are. We're loving, we're kind, we're tolerant. And, and so, so we, we can accept those things, and, and yet we compromise the truth of God's Word, and we say things like, well... They can believe what they want to believe, but I believe what I believe. What do you believe? What is the truth? What do we take a stand on and say, well, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and no further am I going to let the world push me and deceive me and lure me and lead me away from the truth of God's Word? Now listen, if you believe those two lies, if you allow those two lies to impact our lives in any way, shape, or form, we're in trouble. We're in serious trouble. But these next three, they are, as the old saying says, the final nail in the coffin. Third one is this. There's no such thing as eternal death 
final judgment and hell. There, there is no such thing of eternal death, final judgment, and hell. What does Satan say? <laughs> Surely you're not going to die. There's not this eternal death. No, 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 no. No, believe me when I tell you there, there's not this eternal death thing that he's talking about. There's no judgment here. Okay? There's no hell. In fact, if you eat the tree, things are going to be better for you, not worse. If you trust God, believe God, and follow His commandments, things are going to be worse for you than better. That's what Satan wants us to believe, right? There is no eternal death. There is no judgment, and there is no hell. Universalism says, in the end, love wins, and everyone will be okay, no matter what they have done or how they have lived. Everyone will be embraced by the love of God and accepted into the kingdom of heaven. No. You don't believe that. There's no... You guys do realize there's a church right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a minister right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who a few years ago began to teach universalism and is still teaching it today. A well-known pastor of a very large congregation teaching the idea of universalism that, listen, God is all-loving, and it doesn't matter what you do, how you live, or what. When it's all said and done, the God of love is going to love every one of you, and everybody's going to be accepted into the kingdom of heaven. It's real, folks. There are churches who are being deceived and lured and led away by these false teachings and these lies that Satan has dealt us from the beginning of time. There's no death. There's no judgment. There's no hell. Don't worry about those things. God is a God of love. Hey, listen, not only do we have universalism, we've got reincarnation. Reincarnation, you've got bad karma in your life. It's okay. When you die, you're going to come back as some other being. And when you do, you've got another chance to set things right. In fact, you've got unlimited chances time and time and time again to overcome the bad karma of your life. Don't worry about it. Just relax. Live life the way you want to live it. Everything's going to be okay. And you're going to have all the chances you need. Don't worry about death. Don't worry about judgment. Don't worry about hell. Don't let that distract you from enjoying life. And so he lies to us. He deceives us. And we swallow it hook, line, and sinker. And, and we're okay with it. We live with it. We, we adjust to it in life, if you would. Fourth lie is this. You can be your own God. You can be your own God. You can determine what's right and wrong. You can determine what's good and evil. You can determine the destiny of your life. Have you heard people say that? You control your destiny. You control your future. You're in charge of where you go in life and what you do in life and how your life is lived. That's all about you. Pantheism, transcendentalism, the New Age movement. All of those things present the idea that all is one, all is God, and thus I am God. I, I can, can That's what Satan said, isn't it? He said, oh, no, 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 you're not going to die. In fact, God knows this. The day you eat of the tree, your eyes are going to be open. Listen, you're going to become so aware 
of everything around you, you're going to be able to know the difference between good and evil. You're going to be able to discern between right and wrong. You're going to be, what did he say? Like God. He said, you're going to be just like Him. And Satan fettered that line. And he said, hey, listen, listen. No, no, no. Don't worry about death. Don't worry about judgment. Don't worry about hell. In fact, when you eat of the tree, you're going to be like God. We buy into it. We say, hey, man, I determine my future. I, 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 I control my destiny. I'm in charge of my future. And all of these ideas say to you that you can be your own God. Be in control of your future. I'm in charge. And all that says is, I don't have to listen to God. I don't have to know the commandments of His Word and the ordinance of His Scripture. And I don't have to obey those in my life. And sometimes we buy into that. Not all the way. Not wholehearted. We choose the things we want to obey, right? So, so these things, I want to obey them because they're not too hard, and they're not too difficult, and they don't upset the apple cart. But there's some other things over here. They're challenging. They're difficult. They're hard. I don't want to believe those things. I don't want to obey those things. I don't want to adhere to that teaching because it's too difficult for my life. And what are we saying in reality? I want to be my own God. I want to determine what's right or wrong. I want to determine what I have to believe in and what I don't have to believe in. I want to determine what I have to obey and what I don't have to obey. I want to take the easy path. And the Scripture says, oh, man, that road is wide. The gate is open. It leads to destruction. He says, narrow is the path. Narrow is the gate. Small is the way to those who will inherit eternal life. He said, you can't take the easy path. You can't go down the, the road that's most traveled. Sometimes we have to take the road that's less traveled. Lie number five. There is secret knowledge available to you superior to the Bible. There is secret knowledge available to you superior to the Bible. What did he say? Oh, the day that you eat, you'll have a knowledge like you've never... Your eyes will be open. Things will be revealed to you that you couldn't understand before God was hiding them from you. And there are things that go beyond His ability and His knowledge and His understanding. And you'll know the right, the difference between right and wrong and good and evil. And you'll have all of this insight that goes beyond God. Adam and Eve believed it then. And many believe it today. Fortune telling. Astrology witchcraft, seances. Do you know what all those things are? We're searching for some knowledge that is outside or superior to the Bible. We're searching for something that tells me more about life and how to live it that goes beyond the Scripture. And, and, and so we, we draw into this lie and think, oh, oh you know, we can, the, the supernatural, we can go beyond the knowledge of the Bible and millions and millions of people are following these ideas and these lies, some very diligently, some kind of casually. But we're all following, or there are many who are following these deceptions. So here's what I want to say to you today. We look at Adam and Eve in the garden, and we think, really, Eve? (laughs) Don talked about it earlier. God walked with them in the garden. He communed with them in the fellowship of the creation that He had made. They had it made. He had designed them to live forever in His fellowship. 
and Satan comes along and feeds you a couple of little lies and you listen and you bite. Figuratively, literally, okay. You bite and you take and the fall of man occurs. And since that moment, Satan has been telling the same old lies and we've been listening and we've been believing and we've been allowing them to detour our life from being everything that God intended us to be, just like Adam and Eve. They allowed that lie and those deceptions to cause them not to be everything God intended them to be. And we do exactly the same thing today. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Stop believing the lies. Stop believing the lies that Satan feeds us every day in life and begin believing the truth of God's Word and standing on those foundational truths and not be willing to budge away from them. Hebrews chapter 4 says God's Word is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, able to divide asunder and give us the truth to live by in life. And so we need to take God's Word and we need to embrace God's Word and the truths of God's Word and the commands of God's Word and determine that we're not going to believe the lies any longer. We're going to stand on the truth of God's Word. We're going to stand on the truth of God's Word. We are going to offer an invitation to Him. And you guys can come and prepare for that.